All right. Just to start us off, could you tell us your name? Can you not disclose my name? I I'll just instead use my nickname, which is Yen. Yen, of course. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. And Yen, where are you from? Philippines. I'm from the Philippines. And how old are you? Nineteen. All right. So I like to start off at the very beginning. Yen, could you mind? Would you mind telling me what your childhood was like? What did it look like? How many siblings did you have? Were your parents together? Was it relatively happy? Well, my family started like like for me as a child. My my family, the way I view my family before, was it. Was a little bit dysfunctional because my my parents were both busy, and as a child I was looking for my emotional me emotional needs. I I wanted my emotional needs to be fulfilled, but unfortunately, while I was materially fulfilled, but my emotional needs were were not. So for me, I was, I I feel like I was neglected as a child, and I was also the firstborn. So it kind of like I grew up facing a lot of problems, personal problems alone, because I was I was the firstborn. I faced life with a lot of early responsibilities. And those responsibilities even made me feel I was alone. And I I had two siblings, which were both boys. I I was the only girl in our family. And we grew up with different needs and those needs I, I could observe that we experienced the same thing which we felt overlooked by our parents and I think that's why my creativity affected how I think as well because I had a dream to join a theater but my mother didn't approve of that because she was frugal she wanted to support a dream a dream or occur a course that generated money which is I was on more artistic side, so I think that was one of the parameters. Relation. Okay, and would you say in general you were a pretty creative child? Yes, I think so.
All right, that seems like a pretty good segue to switch over what we're actually talking about today, which is maladaptive daydreaming, which is a pretty creative disorder. How would you personally define maladaptive daydreaming? Maladaptive daydreaming was a way of coping for me when life suddenly became uncertain. Like, if I wasn't sure of of what I was doing, then that's when I succumbed to daydreaming. Like, my entire day was spent on daydreaming. And after such activity i felt i felt so many regrets so it kind of like a recurring behavior which was inevitable for me because it was like a way of expressing myself as well because as i'd said earlier I wanted to join theater, but I had I had no choice. So, so that's when maladaptive daydreaming went into the the equation. How old were you when you started maladaptively daydreaming? I think, um, at the age of six. What did these early daydreams at the age of six tend to be about? Like, it was more like a fantasy. Like, I was a princess. I had so many concord battles. I was a warrior. Things like that. How would you say maladaptive daydreaming is different than regular daydreaming? Maladaptive daydreaming tend to be destructive because while normal daydreaming is not occupying your entire day, but maladaptive daydreaming is a unstoppable daydreaming. It's like an addictive drug like that. And how many hours a day would you say you daydream? Oh my god. Six hours and sometimes 12 hours. So quite a lot. Um, What was maladaptive daydreaming's effect on your life? Did it make it hard for you to finish schoolwork, focus in school? Does it make it difficult for you to form relationships with people in the real world? Well, sometimes when I daydream a lot, it affects my productivity overall and as well as socializing with my friends because instead of going out with them, I'd rather talk to my inner friends, my imaginary friends. So it kind of like, I, I feel like, disconnected from them because I tend to like socializing with my imaginary friends than my real friends and as for school it affects my studies terribly 
because instead of allotting time for for reviewing for doing some sort of studying i tend to invest my time on daydreaming for the end of the day what do the daydreams at your current age tend to look like do you mind describing one of those in detail more like traveling like going to places where i am safe i am with my loved ones with the people that i like and just hanging out just like that because in reality it's it's far from that i am more like a introverted person so i don't go as to socialize that much how is the yen you imagine in your head different from the person you are actually in real life is it just that you tend to be more extroverted um no i'm more like an extroverted person in my daydream but in real life i am introverted like i am visualizing my my future the future that i want the lifestyle that i want to happen in the future which is far from a reality. Have you ever tried to stop daydreaming permanently? Yes. Like I am monitoring my my, my schedule. I am making sure that my entire day is planned out. But sometimes even making schedule is a little bit overwhelming. So I kind of like resort to procrastination and procrastination leads to again daydreaming. So that's a problem that's another problem. I I am easily overwhelmed by a lot of things and I can say that I often experience sensory overload. Just not a good are you diagnosed with any mental health disorders so far in your life? Mm, not yet, but I think I'll consult a psychologist later or when I'm ready financially capable. But as for now, I am not yet diagnosed. Okay. How did you discover that these symptoms you were experiencing were actually a part of a disorder called maladaptive daydreaming? Like, because of the word itself, maladaptive, which is, sounds really destructive. And I think that that world alone gives me hint that what I'm experiencing is really maladaptive daydreaming. And I know that normal daydreaming is is normal. Like sometimes you get like sometimes is spaced out and daydreaming helps us cope in our daily lives. So it's it's normal to spend like 
two hours on daydreaming. But when it gets too much, I think that's real. Anything that is too much is destructive. Do you find the amount of time you spend daydreaming to be distressing or upsetting? Yes. Are there people in your life who know that you maladaptively daydream? Um, no. Guess it's embarrassing. So as much as possible, I try to hide it from, from them. I am doing it in private. When some people daydream, they tend to laugh to themselves, um, be caught talking to themselves, even cry. Does that stuff ever happen to you? Yes, like it's it's some sort of of acting for me, and I'm I'm also a creative writer, so music, creative writing equals to maladaptive daydreaming as well so it helps me act out my characters that i am currently writing stories and that in itself is is complicated what are some ways that you personally try to stop the amount that you daydream are there any methods that you have found useful to limiting the amount of time you daydream per day Bombarding my schedule with a lot of activities. Like instead of spending time on daydreaming, I watch cartoons, anime, and movies that I can find. Would you say that there are any good sides to being a maladaptive daydreamer? Mm, I think there's... A few good sides of maladaptive daydreaming, like it keeps me away from succumbing to more destructive behaviors, and it helps me reflect. Like aside from creative writing, my another outlet is writing a diary, and I think maladaptive daydreaming helps me. Remind myself of who I am, what I am, and my present, and it motivates me to do better in my real world. But at the same time, it hinders my progress. So it's it's a tangled mess of contradictory things. Earlier, you described maladaptive daydreaming as addictive. And in addictions, there's this common theme of always having to have more of something or always having to find the new thing. Does that translate to your daydreams? Are you always constantly having to think up new scenarios new ideas in your head in order to derive that same amount of pleasure? Oh, yes. Like, when it gets repetitive, the storyline becomes boring to me. So when it bores me, I I change the plot to to make the ending different. Because when it gets boring, 
I get frustrated because it's it's not happy already. Are there any times that you daydream about things that aren't happy? Yes, all the time. Could you give me an example? Um, wait, can you repeat it again? Not happy or happy? Not happy. Do you daydream? I'm not happy. Okay, like I romanticize things like the death of, of a person that is very dear to me. I, I feel like the death itself makes me feel really sad. And I think I, I want to prepare for that. So when it happens in my reality, I know what to feel. I know what to prepare for. So I romanticize things that like triggers strong emotions. So when they happen in real life, I can prepare for them. When you do romanticize unhappy scenarios and daydream about things that are fundamentally unhappy, would you still say it is a pleasurable experience even if you are in the midst of of sadness or anger while daydreaming? Yes. Like... I, I see myself crying on the floor and if, if just, just being sad. And people in my dreams seeing me having that facial expression that very sad facial expression and they, they would feel empathetic towards me i think that's pleasurable for me at the same time i feel like the, the life is unfair to me so it's it's making me feel lonely sometimes. Are you saying that you feel lonely in your real life sometimes? Yes. And when you feel lonely, do you then daydream? Yes. So then it's kind of like a cycle, right? Your daydreams make you feel lonely, and then when you feel lonely, you then daydream. Yes, precisely. Are there any characters in your daydreams that have been there for years at a time? With some maladaptive daydreamers, they have kept the same characters in their head since they were a child. Is that true for you? Um, no. Okay, so when you daydream, it's just you in various pleasurable situations. You are the only constant? Yes. Okay. Moving on, when some people daydream, they often have specific triggers like music. What are your triggers that cause you to maladaptively daydream? Music, writing, movie, and an unpleasant day in real world. Those are my triggers, most of the time. 
And how does it feel when you try to resist the urge to daydream? Do you ever try to resist that urge? It's frustrated. It's making me frustrated. Like, those things are also my hobbies. So resisting from those make, make me feel blue and insane. Like, I'm going nuts. You kind of talked about how daydreaming maladaptively is embarrassing for you. If you do daydream in public, are there any ways you try to hide it? Like, looking out for for people. Like, when I'm with my friends and suddenly it kicks in, I try to be quiet as much as possible, not to be distracted by them and at the same time not to ruin the moment that I have with them. I try to be just quiet in the corner. Do you think you have people in your life who would understand that you maladaptively daydream and would be there for you? Mm, My friends, but not my family. Why do you say not your family? Because, like, I I have other experiences with them, not just with daydreaming, that I think they can't handle well. Like, when I'm trying to open up with them, to them, they just laugh it up like, like I am joking. So I think when it comes to more serious things like all that daydreaming, they won't understand that and like I said my mother is a frugal person so she likes practical things she likes focusing on reality more as me as for me I am more like an idealistic person trying to be surrealistic on progress so we are different So they won't understand me. What do you think people don't understand about maladaptive daydreaming? What would you say is the most misunderstood thing about this disorder? It's it's a waste of time. Really. And it's it's not a disorder because when you look from the outside externally it's it's like a normal daydream unless you you start making maladaptive the term maladaptive relevant to the equation and that's when it gets a little bit messy like for for others for other generation <laughs> our generation today is you know they tend to call us snowflakes sort of that so they think that everything becomes suddenly a disorder a disease so hence the mental health maladaptive dreaming and anything that is prevalent nowadays and our generation the generation they 
tends to talk about suddenly becomes stigmatized and like a whole different craziness. So it's still unsupported by by many. And like it's viewed as just acting like a baby. I certainly agree. I definitely do not think there's a lot of awareness surrounding this disorder. I don't think many people even know it exists, which is probably one of the biggest issues surrounding getting help for this issue. Yes. And Yen, how do you look today? What does your current life look like? Are you a college student? Are you working? Are you relatively happy? Well, I'm currently a senior high student, a graduating student, to be precise. My, I'd say my life is not happy and not unhappy as well, just, just neutral. I feel neutral about it. Do you believe maladaptive daydreaming has contributed to the absence of happiness? Kinda. I feel like in some ways it has affected my life in in both sadness and happiness. In what ways does it bring you happiness? Instead of giving time for progress, being patient for for myself growth. I tend to, yeah, spend my time on adaptive daydreaming, which helps my progress overall. If given the choice, would you take away your ability to maladaptively daydream? Yes. Like, I wanted to be more numb, like, Sometimes I just want to be a robot, not feeling anything, so I will just be productive for for my daily lives because having an emotion being sentimental hinders me more than help. What do you think gives someone the ability to maladaptive daydream? Why did you, for example, um, develop this ability and why are others simply unable to? I think a person may resort to being a maladaptive daydreamer is having a lot of uncertainties in life and just giving up to find solutions in life. So like drugs, alcohols, and destructive lifestyle, they, um, maladaptive daydreaming is another outlet, another destructive outlet for them. So, and as for 
not to consider a maladaptive daydreaming, not maladaptive daydreaming, rather, is having a fulfilling life. That's, that's it. What are your hopes, dreams, and aspirations for your future? Well, I want to join in theater still. Like, I want to be a performer and create a writer. And maybe I also enter med school or law school someday. And I want to meet my my future lifetime friends and travel a lot and maybe settle in in Canada or Norway. Those are my my dreams. Are all those dreams typically what you daydream about? Yes. Um if you could Go back and tell your six-year-old self one thing. What would it be? Well, my younger self to my younger self, I want you to be firm. I want you to follow your passion and believe in yourself because in the future, it will pay off. So... Just just be yourself and enjoy yourself because don't let other people dictate how you should live your life because it's yours and it's your choice. And when everything goes south, you'll do, you'll be the only one who will experience the the difficulties the consequences so think about it and can live a fulfilling life thank you for helping me of course i have one final question do you see yourself ever stopping maladaptively daydreaming i think yes when my dreams are already fulfilled All right, Yen, that's all the questions I have for today. Are there any questions you have for me? Um, nothing. Okay, well then thank you for everything and have a good rest of your day. Thank you.